Johnny Cage, Kano, Luke Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanuse, Mutsdow, Shao Kahn, Fung, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quan, Shi, Shin, Oxo, Rina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blizzgo, Raicho, Dramin, Fosu's now, Tan, Kanji, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Natara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shujinko, Gigante, Vondavora, Cassie, Cage, Aaron, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tribe, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I overwrite my friend's precious childhood memories with uh, everything you need to know about the backstory of a single Mortal Kombat character. Today, a very special guest, a longtime Twitter friend of mine. This is our first time meeting IRL, and it's over Zoom, of course. Writer Sophia Benoit. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Happy to have you. How's everything going? Are you excited to talk about Mortal Kombat today? I actually very much am. I know nothing about any video games at all. Any games. Right. So Good place to start. Yeah, no, I have, I'm starting at zero. And I told my friend I was doing this and she was like, I love Mortal Kombat. And I was like, okay, we get it. You're cool. You're like a cool girl. Whatever. <laughs> Great. Well, there will be one person excited to listen uh, outside <laughs> of the current listenership. So that's good to know. I do imagine that when you eventually share this episode over social, a lot of your fans will immediately think to themselves, what? Why? Yes. yes. And then <laughs> another piece of it is going to be people that are like, oh, my God, I can't believe you like Mortal Kombat. And I'm going to be like, I, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And you're going to say, did you listen? I started out not knowing what it was. And by the end, I was, I was just begging for it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I, I will say it's a good place to start in that it answers the first question I usually ask people who come on the show, which is what's your, what's your background with Mortal Kombat? Um, and I'm assuming the answer is none whatsoever, but what would you say is like your awareness of Mortal Kombat? Like if I asked you to describe what Mortal Kombat is, so what would you say? Here's, this is awful. This is so bad that I, I feel like I shouldn't even, okay. Um, so I don't, <laughs> play any video games i don't know how the only thing i've ever played is like sims and sim safari i am like grew up with sisters not that girls don't play video games but we didn't um mm-hmm. so uh, this is only going off of literally pub trivia questions that i've done with friends where someone has asked a question about mortal Kombat, and i've let everyone else have the floor because i don't know but i'm assuming that this is the the video game that is the characters that fight, hence the name Mortal Kombat, and there's like catchphrases yes. that are kind of popular that people know from different mm-hmm. characters, and those are some of the questions from trivia. Is that close? <laughs> it is. It is definitely the game where people fight, and there are catchphrases that people know from the game. So that, that does is describe a lot of video. Hundred percent correct. Okay, well, yeah. that also could describe a lot of video games. I know that's a little bit that's like true. that's a little unfair of me, but. Um, well, it's actually very fair in that it's 100% correct. Okay, so that's all I know it from is literally, like, pub trivia questions from, like, a year ago. Right. Okay. No, it's a good place to start. Um, 
So I will say it is a game where the the two guys fight and or girls or monsters um, or robots uh, or dinosaur people. Um, so it is it is the game where that happens. There is a you know it's a whole genre of game where two people pick their fighter and then they make the fighters fight each other until the fight's over. Okay. Um, Mortal Kombat I think is is unique among fighting games in that it has the um, most absurdly deep lore um, and storyline of any fighting game, in my opinion. Some might argue that I'm wrong about that. They're wrong. Um, <laughs> and uh, something that I have always really appreciated about Mortal Kombat is it, it, it's mostly known as the really violent one, where you like rip people's spines out of their bodies and like beat them to death with their spines. Okay. Um, but and, and it could just be that. That would be easy for it to just be that um but the creators of mortal kombat uh were not satisfied simply being the the violent game they wanted to be more um so it is the game with an absurdly deep backstory where even the most minor dinosaur ninja has um a really fleshed out and rich inner life um and has had many adventures I think that you need that to get to fight someone, you know? You've got to have a reason yeah. that you're here fighting. Yeah, I'll, I'll never fight anyone unless I know everything about um, their life if, and what led them to the moment where they fight me. Yeah, if I can't name one of their aunts, it's we're not fighting. I need to know more. Wait, is there, like, a name for the... I'm already asking questions. Is there a name for Great. the arena of fighting? Is there, like, one so, setting? Generally, in video, in like fighting video games, they call those stages, and there are usually like a dozen or more um, in the game, just for like fun. You know, you get a few backgrounds. In um, Mortal Kombat, each background uh, has a little bit of story to tell, and usually there is like a specific um, sort of narrative background to each game. So, to give an example, like the first Mortal Kombat game was about a specific fighting tournament that took place. Okay. Um, and so every fight, if you were to look for like the story of that fight, like if you just go up to the arcade cabinet with your friends and you play one fight, it's like you're playing through the time those two guys fought in a match at that fighting tournament. Okay. So in that game, the different backgrounds correlate to, um, the different locations at the tournament where people were fighting. Um, that said in more recent Mortal Kombat games, like there was one that came out like last year called mortal Kombat 11 okay. um in those games there's a lot more there's like a full-on story mode where it's like you're watching scenes that go on and on and on and then the scene will get to a point where two people are like we have to fight each other and then the game turns into whatever the background of that scene that dramatic scene was and now you're having a fight there so it's like um that's more just like you know you're in this person's military base you're at this person's like throne room and so it's more character-based locations. Yeah. Okay. That happens to me a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm always in a throne room fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever, have you been in a physical fight in your life? Mm, I mean, with my sister, yes. And probably, I used to play ice hockey. And I don't think I, I don't remember ever getting in a fight. But I feel like maybe I was mm -hmm. involved in one, but I wasn't. I wasn't and never an instigator. I'll put it that way. Understood. Understood. Um, what's like the most dramatic place that you ever had a fight with your sister? Uh, in the Honda Odyssey minivan where uh, 
<laughs> she I was like being an asshole to her and I was on top of her smothering her and she bit me in the armpit and then mm-hmm. I like went crying to my mom and being like she bit me it wasn't literally in the armpit but it was close and I was like crying about that but that was my fault it was my fault 100% I hope she never hears this podcast because this is kind of an infamous moment for us but it was my yeah, fault I hope this doesn't like reopen any wounds I want to say you're probably safe as far as your sister listening to this podcast well, but I don't know I guess it really depends on how supportive she is. Um, hello, Sophia's sister, and I, I hope you're not upset if you are listening that uh, she told the armpit biting story. <laughs> yeah, I've exposed um, her. Before we uh, do dig into the story that we're talking about today, I have one more question for you. Um, this is the fifth season of Mortal Podcast, um, in which we're covering the characters that were introduced in the fifth Mortal Kombat game. Um, and every season I like to ask my guests, uh, I like to ask one question of all of my guests, the same question to kind of see the different answers that we get from the different people who come on the show. And that question is usually tied to, um, a theme that binds every character introduced that season. Uh, and so the theme of this season is deadly alliances. Every character I'm talking about this season was a part of some kind of a deadly alliance, um so i ask you sophia have you in your life ever been part of a deadly alliance a deadly alliance hmm i guess in the sense that like i took care of my hamster and she died but in a way we were in an alliance together in that i you know (laughs) we were supposed to have each other's backs and i guess i didn't but that's the only thing i can think of that ever that i was ever allied with that died Mm -hmm. No, I've never... I'm kind of mad at myself that I haven't been part of a deadly alliance at this point. I mean, have you ever been part of an alliance that you would consider so strong that if challenged, you had the potential to be deadly? This is going to sound weird, but I feel like that's kind of just being in an Italian family. So, yes. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. I do feel Mm -hmm. like if anyone in my family called me... My aunt has many times even told me this, but if anyone in my family called me and was like kind of like the town, you know, Ben Affleck style, and was like, hey, you can't ask any questions. We have to go beat the shit out of someone or kill them. I'd be like, all right, the time has come. I kind of thought this was coming. So, yeah, Yeah. I would say, yeah. It's a Honda Odyssey. Let's do this. Let's do this. Get in the van. Let's go. (laughs) Lights and pits, yeah. Exactly. Um, (laughs) uh, Well, great answer. Hamster, Italian family, there are many different kinds of deadly alliances. The deadly alliance spectrum is rich. So Has anyone ever answered yes? um and like you know you and mean, like, like meant in, it in, implicated themselves in like a crime yeah like we're, uh like broken omerta and been like yeah i'm absolutely involved in a deadly alliance like i need no, to you know you can dm me later and tell me if someone has i yeah. need to get to the bottom of this i don't want to this is only the third episode of the season so i've only asked two other people and while i've gotten some really great answers um I can't say that anyone has, like, uh, is implicate the right word? I got dad brain. It's Swiss cheese up here. But Im- implicated themselves in a in an actual, like, murder okay. or, or manslaughter Have you been situation. in a deadly alliance? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I feel like so. by having a kid, you're kind of, because, like, if anyone, you know, fucks with your kid, you're, like, going to have to. Yeah. yeah. My wife and I would definitely, like, go full revenge movie for sure. Um. Well, that's the thing is, like, at some point you've put in so much money and time to this kid that you're like, don't, just don't, just don't. Just don't. Don't. Just don't. Don't mess with my kid. Not even out of love. I'm just tired. And I need you to not. 
for sure. It doesn't take much for me to like go into vengeance mode over like a child. Like I had a friend, one of the last shows I wrote on, I had a friend uh, whose child, like someone was mean to them at school and everyone, all the writers in the room liked this kid so much that we were ready to like go throw hands and like beat, just storm a playground and like beat some random kid up over it. So um, yeah, I feel like it would be pretty easy to get me into a deadly alliance. I would say that like, you know, my writing partnership, we've been very effective and we feel like in a, a, in a sense, a deadly alliance, I think um, I definitely have had like, there, there was um, this kid that we were kind of, we kind of hated each other in like the second grade. We would like, um, you know, kind of threaten each other on the playground. Like, don't play over here. Like, I don't like you. And he'd be like, I don't like you either. And then um, there was a talent show coming up, and we both wanted to do uh, Sister Hazel's Hard to Say um, at the talent show. And we actually teamed up because we were like, well, if you're doing Sister Hazel, you need someone else. We formed a bit of a deadly alliance and showed That's... up at that talent show and didn't even place. Um, That's beautiful. But we did perform, yeah, Sister Hazel's Hard to Say together, so... I feel like that um, is the plot of a great movie, and I um, can't wait to watch it. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, um, I'm going to put a pin in it. I think I might have just unearthed something. Yeah, it yeah. could be useful for later on. Yeah. Um, but without further ado, let's start talking about Mortal Kombat, and specifically, let's start talking about the character we're covering today, whose name is Lee May. Lee May, okay. Lee May, I will say up front, she is, you're about to hear an epic tale with many twists and turns. That said, Lee May is one of the most minor characters in all of Mortal Kombat, but I would say that the depth of her story really goes to show you that um, literally everyone in Mortal Kombat has a, a rich and interesting story to tell. I'm excited for Lee May. Yeah, so to, to kind of just like understand um, where Lee May is coming from, uh, let's just rewind a little bit um, to the dawn of time. Um, so at the dawn of time, there was the one being. This for is sure. like the the deep lore of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, there was for the sure. one being, yeah, this big like yeah. celestial godlike creature. Yeah, no explanation needed. And Got then it. there was um, separately from the one being, there were the elder gods, the sort of pantheon of gods. Okay, and I'm then already there was just ha- nothing. I mean, I'm already having a little bit of an issue because you can't have the one being and then other things. Also, my dog is trying to break into my office because she's mad I'm on the Mortal Kombat podcast without her. So, yeah, she's like, dude, what kind of dog? She's just like a a lab mix, but she's very upset Mm -hmm. that I would dare to do anything without her, especially a podcast. So I apologize. You might hear a dog trying to get in. Mortal Kombat. They do. They do. Uh, The listeners are used to it. Gizmo, uh, my Pomeranian really likes to bark um throughout my podcasts beautiful uh, which is why i record in my garage now where it is cold and bleak gizmo um, did this to us gizmo definitely did this to us can't believe it's it it's cool okay gizmo's so we've got... on his like fifth psychologist we're dealing with it it's okay wait that's beautiful that's everything has been so beautiful on this podcast this is a lot of good stories already <laughs> we've got okay so we've got one being even though that's not the only being it's just yeah. one being and then mm-hmm. elders the Elder Gods, yeah. So sure, I guess sure. I, I believe the one being created, the Elder Gods, because if you are a, a massive celestial um, life form, the only one, and the, the only intelligent being in the universe, of course you're going to want to create some stuff. So the one being made the Elder Gods. I don't know what the one being's intentions were. The one being works in mysterious ways. Probably horny. The one being, yeah, it's probably just like, I want to watch some people. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
that checks out. <laughs> so the one being makes the elder gods and the elder gods are like, okay, so we exist. So what? This is boring. We want to make some stuff too. Um, why should the one being have all the fun? Why don't we make some daggers, uh, stab the one being and cut the one being up into billions of pieces and then use those pieces to create many dimensions and within those dimensions, we can create uh, life. Okay, I see there's already a lot of combat. Yeah, there is. We're starting, like, you know, when the birth of your reality is combat, of course, you're only going to see more combat from there. Not much mortal yet, but a lot of combat. Oh, we're getting there. Don't you worry. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so the one being split up into a billion pieces, and each of those pieces become the realms. Um you know, synonym for dimension. So like Earth, the universe as we know it, um, all of the planets, everything we experience in our life, that's a realm. That is Earth realm. Um, but in addition to us, there is there's tons of other realms. There's the nether realm. There's outworld. There's Edenia. There's the chaos realm. There's the order realm. Um, there's a realm for, for pretty much anything you could imagine. And... Um, Generally speaking, those realms don't know about each other, and we're all just little pieces of the one being, and the Elder Gods are up there just kind of, like, watching over us, probably also being horny and, like, uh, waiting for for us to figure out how to bone. Yeah. Um, So, the Elder Gods are lording over the realms, having a good old time, and then as time passes, these realms naturally uh, start to find out, you know... They eventually advance life on these realms, advance to the point where they're like, there are other dimensions. And then naturally some asshole, of course, eventually is like, and I want to conquer those dimensions. And over time, these realms start to conquer one another and start to merge with each other. And the elder gods are like, ah, shit, that is the one being trying to reassemble. Oh, this bitch is trying to get back together. Am I allowed Mm -hmm. to say bitch? I don't know, but I said it. I literally said fuck like 10 seconds ago. Yeah, of course. Okay, I don't know. Um, This bitch is... This is is a podcast about a video game where you rip people's, again, spines out of their bodies and beat them to death. I'm stressed. The one being is going to get back together. This is like Ross and Rachel shit. Yeah, it's it's anxiety-inducing for the Elder Gods as well. So they're like, we need a solution. We need a surefire way to maintain life on these realms so that we have something to do. Um, and some pervy shit to watch. Yes. Um, but also to keep them from merging. So they come up with like a very simple and easy way to do that, which is uh, the Mortal Kombat tournament. They make a rule that if a realm wants to merge with another realm, they have to defeat it in 10 fighting tournaments in a row. <laughs> That's not a real rule, but okay. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. That is just their weird kinky way of solving the problem. They're into of- freak shit. Yeah, they're in a freak shit, and their freak shit is specifically fighting tournaments. Okay, I like it. Yeah. I'm not against it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, one of these realms is where Lee May is from, and that is the realm of Outworld. Outworld okay. um, used to be a lush and beautiful realm. Um, humans there, they were the light, the people that were from Outworld were humanoid. They looked a lot like us. Um, they looked like specifically like East Asian people. That is kind of just what the, the people of Outworld look like. Okay. And um, their lives were a little bit longer than an Earth human's life. And they could do magic, which, um, you know, obviously we can't do, but they could harness some, some light magic. It was a wonderful place. Um, in addition to that, they, they had a few other species that we don't get 
on Earth. There are centaurs there, um, as okay. well as subterranean four-armed half-dragon people called the Shokan. No. Um, mm-hmm. I'm already against that one. No. I don't... Each of their four hands has three little sausage fingers on it. Cute. But wait, they used to their underground? Yes. Yeah, they're subterranean. No. But they like they come above ground too, but like their kingdom is subterranean. I can't yeah. no. No. You're not you're not into the is the underground thing too much? That's I think it's a, too much. It's line. too much. And after I I don't like things with more than two arms and two legs is four legs is enough. We don't need extra Fair. arms. So the centaur, you're pro. You're like four legs, two arms. That's No, cool. centaurs creep me out too because they're technically insects. They have six total you know anything Wait, with... but if you're a horse person that's four legs you're still an insect no i'm just saying yeah yes you're an insect i mean not literally but like you have a head thorax abdomen those are like the parts of a bug and you have six legs you're an insect sorry this is a completely deranged opinion this is blowing my mind i think they're creepy i think it's like centaurs are insects they are to me yes there's six legs coming out six <laughs> arms and legs that's too many that's too much <laughs> no <laughs> that's a no wow. for me okay so the centaurs and the sorry the centaurians and <laughs> the shokan are that's insects. A no. wow yeah i mean i yeah. get it. you're right they do have six limbs damn yeah. okay all right well, thankfully, Lee May is neither. Lee May is, is a human person from okay. Outworld. Good. Um, and I'm not totally sure exactly how old she is, so I'm admittedly not sure how much of this history she was alive for. But what happened over either her lifespan or the lifespan of like her grandparents um, was that Outworld was a lush and beautiful place where several races lived in harmony. Um and one day, this emperor sort of took over, and his name was Onaga. He was known as the Dragon King, Onaga. He was a necromancer, so he did, you know, dead people reanimation magic. Okay. And so he had this army that was unstoppable because he would just keep resurrecting them if they were killed in battle. He was just impossible to stop. I hate this shit. I hate when this happens, just like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. It's well, some it's cheap Pirates of the but... Caribbean shit. It's similar. It's similar. I, mean, it's I would like... say it's like you could make an argument that Pirates of the Caribbean is a more or less blatant ripoff of Mortal Kombat. Yes, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So one one mechanic I did not mention to you is that in addition to making the fighting tournament, the Elder Gods kind of spat out these sub gods below them, and they gave like one to each realm to be like their coach. So it's like, hey. Earthrealm, you get this guy named Raiden, and Raiden's just going to protect Earthrealm, and if there's ever a Mortal Kombat tournament, he'll draft the, like, people that are going to fight in that tournament. Okay. So Outworld had this guy named Shao Kahn, was, like, their god that was supposed to protect Outworld. And one day Shao Kahn was like, I'm watching Onaga, and he's got this great life as emperor of Outworld. You know, he's got his harem, he's got his unstoppable army, he's living life, he's got a big old palace. I'm a god. I'm more powerful than Onaga, but my job is to protect everyone? Fuck that. And so he comes down and just stabs Onaga and just, like, takes over Outworld and becomes a god emperor of Outworld. This Fuck. Shao Kahn guy. Okay. That's not good. Yeah. yeah, no. Shao Kahn immediately just starts fucking up everything. He starts challenging realms to Mortal Kombat tournaments right away and just starts conquering realm after realm after realm after realm. Just getting 
all of them, and it, it's a mess. And so as Outworld is merging with all of these various realms, it's becoming a dangerous melting pot because now the whole geography of the place is absolutely fucked. Like they've got skyscrapers bursting through the desert and the, the lakes are filling with acid. And then you're bringing all these people together that are all refugees of some form. So you've got vampires and dinosaur people and they're trying to live alongside the centaurs, but they don't get along. And then there's like land disputes and it's just... I've been here before. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. So, (laughs) where, when have you been there before? I just feel like that's a common situation that happens when you're trying to get every, you know, you're an emperor king and the dinosaur people aren't getting along with the centaur people. And I feel like that. It's like when you have a, like, school project and, like, one person does all the work and then everyone else is a centaur or a lizard person. Exactly. Exactly. I think this is relatable content. Yeah. Were you the person that did all the work? Always. Are you kidding? Yes. I was like valedictorian. I was such a nerd. Oh my God. Jesus. That checks out. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a real like teacher. You forgot to give us homework energy. Thank you. Yes. And the teachers always (laughs) did forget to give us homework. Yeah. I was always like, um, didn't you say that we were going to have a report due on Friday? And everyone's like, Sophia, we hate you. So did you get a lot of swirlies? No, I just didn't have a lot of friends, which is another swirly, a swirly of the heart. Yeah. It's an emotional swirly. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so outworld is a dangerous melting pot and lime is just a person living in a otherwise quiet village in an increasingly dangerous land and she's surviving through all of this and managing to stay out of it even though shao khan is like conscripting people to fight in these tournaments and in his like campaigns to conquer these realms She's mostly trying to stay out of it and not get involved. Um, And eventually she manages to survive long enough to see Shao Kahn finally deposed. He challenges Earthrealm. Big botch. Earthrealm defeats him. He's finally taken out of the picture. And Outworld manages to achieve a sort of steady peace. Things are going pretty well for a little while. And Li Mei is enjoying life. You know, she's finally free. Until... A deadly alliance oh, takes hold. I, okay, I knew it. You knew there was going to be one. This is a theme. We got, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Basically what happens is these two sorcerers named Shang Tsung and Quan Chi, um, who were kind of like the assistants to the real bad guys in the previous games in the franchise up to this point, were like, let's team up and kill the bosses, which otherwise pretty relatable viewpoint. And so they team up. They murder Shao Kahn. They murder um, a few other adversaries. They form a deadly alliance. They literally brand themselves as, hey, everyone, just from now on, can you call us the deadly alliance, please? And everyone's like, yeah, I guess. I guess. It's always weird when you create your own nickname. That's always uncomfortable. I don't really like that. I don't think you can create your own nickname. No, I don't like it's that. Dorky. Wait, so it's is there like, like when I was like seven and tried to get people to call me BC because my middle name is Corey. Um, no one did it, and I stopped asking. I think that really fast. Ultimately, that was the right choice for them and you. Um, yeah, I think so. But it's also everyone wants a nickname. It's a nice to have a nickname, but I do think this yeah. is awkward of them to be like, "No, we're the Deadly Alliance. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. Make it trend." You know. Um, yeah. Question: So is there now like a power vacuum in? I would say, yeah, I'd say it was specifically Shao Kahn getting taken out that created the power vacuum that allowed the Deadly Alliance to form and immediately start causing trouble in Outworld. 
Yeah. That happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, America's done it plenty to other countries, and now it's happening in Outworld. Um, so, yeah, this Deadly Alliance is formed, and they have, like, a pretty weird plan. Their plan um, involves resurrecting Onaga the Dragon King's unstoppable army. Okay. Which they plan to use to conquer the realms. Okay. But... What they need is a bunch of souls to put into this unstoppable army. So in order to do that, they need a uh, soul nato. Do you want to guess what a soul nato is? I'm assuming it's similar to either a tornado or a shark nato. Mm-hmm. In, in like a it, cyclone of souls. It's similar to both. Yeah, it's a soul cyclone. A yeah. soul cycle. Um, yeah, a soul. It's a soul cycle. <laughs> Beautiful. So they want to open up a soul cycle uh, in Outworld. And to do so, they need a special kind of temple to be constructed that will be like the vessel to pull souls down. Naturally, naturally, yes. Heaven, yeah. A soul sucker temple. Yes. Um, so they choose Lee May's village to no. enslave to force them to build this temple. Oh, I'm so exhausted for that village. Yeah, they've been through enough, right? Yeah. Okay. It's hard enough just being, like, regular people amidst a bunch of monsters that could easily just, like, smush your head. This um, is too at much. At any given moment. Yeah. Salime's village is, is enslaved and forced to build this temple to harness this Solnado to make the souls to put in, to feed into the army. Okay. And uh, Lime is kind of just, like, taking it because there's not a lot of options initially. And then uh, Quan Chi and Shang Tsung put their, like, shittiest little assistant in charge of enslaving this village, this guy named Kano, who's actually an Australian mercenary that just, like, you know, gets involved in trying to, like, deal arms to, like, all these sorcerers and stuff and winds up working for them. Um, so Kano sucks, and Kano's put in charge of uh, enslaving this village, and Li Mei just immediately is like, I can't work for this dude. He's a he's a big dick. I'm going to fight back. And she actually beats up Kano. Okay. And one of the Deadly Alliance guys, Quan Chi, sees this, and he's like, oh, I like your spunk. And being uh, an asshole, he says, tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. We're going to have a little fighting tournament among the Outworld people. And I'm going to let you fight in it. And if you win the fighting tournament, I will give you your freedom. Um, and Lee May is like, okay, I guess I'm just like a person, but I guess I'll agree to fight in this tournament because I want my freedom. I don't want to make the Solnado building, and I don't want to let you get an unstoppable army because the last time there was an unstoppable army rolling around, Outworld wasn't a fun place to be. Right, totally. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So in order to fight in this tournament, Lee May needs some training. And luckily, yeah. this this guy named Shujinko shows up, and he's like, hey, uh, I know a bunch of fighting styles if you want me to train you. And Lee Mei's like, I don't know who you are. Sounds great. And also this guy named Bo Raicho, who is a drunk, but also one of Outworld's greatest uh, warriors and is now basically like a coach, um, is like, yeah, I'll train you too. And she's like, cool, I got two great trainers in my corner. They're going to teach me how to fight. I'm going to fight in this tournament, and I'm going to win my freedom. Okay. And she does. Mei fights in this tournament. She wins. And she goes up to Quan Chi and she's like, I won. Time for my freedom. Uh-oh. I feel bad about yeah. this. I know what's happening. 
Yeah. Well, if you had to guess what happened next, what would you? Well, he's not gonna give her freedom. He's like, get back to work, bitch. Let's go. It's even worse than that. Oh Jesus! Is he gonna force her to marry him? Oh no! But we're getting to some stuff like that. Um, Good. Quanchi says, uh, actually, I just wanted to see if it's true that you had a great warrior's soul. Uh, and she's like, uh, what? And he pulls her soul out of her body and puts it into one of the little warriors in his in his ancient army. No, he, she does not need he, this. He was just fucking around being a goofball. And he was like, yeah, it didn't really matter. I already got this whole soul NATO, but I'm just going to jam your soul into the soul hole in this in this ancient warrior. And uh um yeah just uh just be an asshole for no reason i'm livid yeah thankfully thankfully lee may made some friends right bo Rai cho and shujinko they liked her they liked training her they were proud of her it was real like you know million dollar baby situation um and so they decide they're gonna rip her soul out of that ancient warrior and put it back in her regular body which i uh, I tried to find out exactly why or how they did that, but they just did, and we just have to accept it. Okay. I'm still on board. They put her soul back, but some damage Uh has been done. Yeah, we're going to find out. But first, the Deadly Alliance at this point had succeeded. They'd made their soul NATO. They'd gotten the ancient army. But what they didn't realize was that in doing so, they had accidentally helped resurrect... Onaga the Dragon King himself. Oh, shit. Onaga comes back, kills Quan Chi, kills Shang Tsung. So Deadly Alliance, gone. It was um, the deadliest of alliances. Truly, in that they are fully they died. dead now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so Onaga immediately is like, thanks for giving me my army back. Thanks for helping me come back to life. Fuck everyone. Now I'm going to use this army to campaign across the realms and take everything over, which is like, guys, come up with a new plan for fuck's sake. But, you know, what else is there to what, do, I, I mean, guess? like, what do you do? And also, like, you know, you have this cool army that doesn't die or gets resurrected a bunch of... And it's like, okay, let's do some shit. I mean, yeah. I don't know what I'd do with it. I'd probably just, like, rob a target. So probably better than my plan. <laughs> If you had an immortal, unkillable army, you'd rob a target? Probably, yes. It's not as... What would you take? Well, I probably... I love clothes, so I'd probably just keep mm-hmm. coming back for more and more of their affordable fashions. Um, mm-hmm. I probably could mm-hmm. rob other stores, too, but I'd really focus on Target, you know? Yeah. It's nice to be able to go into one place and then, you know, get food and a nice skirt, you know? Mm-hmm. Some what throw pillows. Food? So I have... I, I love that you mentioned the food at Target, but, like, what's your go-to? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I'm going to be honest here, because why not? But I feel like I always just end up buying alcohol, which is not a food. But mm. I always end up buying a bunch of champagne or, like, White Claw, because I, I know that's bad. But I feel like I'm always it's running. Not, it's not bad. It's, yeah, it's neutral. Yeah, well, I have. It's not... what you do with it that's good or bad. That is I mean, true. If, you're, if you become a monster when you drink, then yeah, it's and it's I bad. Do and I do. Okay. Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. Sometimes a little bit, but um, only to myself. No, I'm kidding. Uh, mm. But what do you buy? What's your little <laughs> Target go to? I kind of want to hear this because I feel like I'm going to get a good answer and then I'm going to have a thing to buy at Target. Well, I'm going to be honest. I actually went my mind, and this is part. This is connected to my story, but in my mind, I went right to the hot food that they serve. 
at Target when you said that. And um, I like forgot that they serve, they sell groceries at Target. I oh, don't... I love the food, the food court food. Yes. That's great. If you just want to yeah. get like a slice of pizza or walk around with popcorn at a Target, you can. Yeah. I mean, so like when, when my folks got divorced when I was like five and my mom was like looking for like, what do I do with a five-year-old on my own all day? Yeah. She, the answer was she would take me to Target she would get me cheese fries and then we would just like walk around the like toy aisle and look at x-men action figures that's so Um, nice yeah so i have a connection to the target food the target cheese fries in particular were like that was like my treat and my nice hangout with mom and my little sister i i my parents got divorced when i was two and my sister was five and my mom had like kind of the same vibe going and uh we ended up going to mcdonald's and they used to have this like ice cream from the ice cream machine that had like a green Mm -hmm. apple swirl around it i don't know why i'm not sure what that was about but we got that vaguely familiar i don't know what that the deal was but i used to get that a lot and that was like that to me is like "Mm, divorce yes yeah yeah, when when are you guys gonna bring our divorce foods back, Target and McDonald's? Yeah, what the fuck? We, have you thought about millennials' divorce foods at all? What's your plan? your menus. We want Target cheese fries. They might still have them. I honestly don't know. I don't know that. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like better to not know. In a way, it's like let's yeah. keep that door a question mark. Yeah, I haven't like gone seeking them because. Um, when you're married, I think you eat less cheese fries because it's not a food that you want to eat in front of other people. I mean, at least that's me. Also, cheese fries is something I order way more often when I'm alone. My wife goes out of town. I'm definitely ordering cheese fries delivered to the house and I, then playing some Mortal Kombat. I do feel like but also I, it's hard to want to feel sexy after eating cheese fries. You're not like, babe, yeah. come over here. Let's make out. I just ate cheese fries. You're like, yeah, exactly. The night's done. I ate cheese fries. The night is over. Okay. Let's yes. call it. You're a hundred percent right about that. Once you start eating cheese fries, the night's not going to end in any liquid any cheese. Kinda, yeah. Night's over. And I love liquid cheese. I eat liquid cheese almost every day, but the night's over. You know, I don't eat it every day, but I, I is would. It almost every day. <laughs> and I would, I would, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I a hundred percent would. I love cheese more. Than, I also would. Yeah. yeah. So I Queso, would. cheese sauce in its many forms. Yeah. Movie theater nachos. I cannot wait to get back to movie theater nachos. I love movie theater food so much that I would go mm-hmm. to the movies all the time just to eat the food. And my mom was always like, you've seen that movie already. I was like, that's not the important part here, Peggy. You're fundamentally misunderstanding what I'm up to. <laughs> I'm not here to see Ocean's 13 for the relate. fourth time. Yeah. I'm here to have another large popcorn. Yeah. And put raisinets in the popcorn exactly i don't know if you know mm-hmm. about cookie dough bites and do the butter but... squirt thing yes yeah, well. yeah cookie cookie dough bites um i had like a brief cookie dough bites phase and at a certain point i was like this is too much it's so I need much to at least convince myself that like with the raisinets it's like hey raisins that's a healthy food yes um cookie or the bites. gummies that say fat free on the box yeah cookie dough bites are out of control they're a rich decadent treat they are. They are. Yeah. Um, I was tri- My brain was like kicking into overdrive. Like there's got to be a way to transition off cookie bites back into Lime's story, but there simply is not. <laughs> I couldn't. There's I couldn't no get way there. to I was do like, that. Oh, man, it, it would be so funny if I had a really good segue like, off of cookie dough Speaking of cookie dough bites. So speaking of decadence. Soul sucker. <laughs> uh, there, no, yeah. That would be so nice. 
I definitely in my brain I was like maybe I can go off of speaking of decadence or speaking off, or going off of like treats, but I was like no, this is the part of the story where um, a a despot has conquered our world. There's no, not for Lee May. She's not getting any of that. So, all right, Onaga's okay. back. He's got his army. It's bad news bears for old Lee May. Um, okay. But something that has changed in Lee May is that now that she has been in and then out of the vessel of this ancient warrior from Onaga's army, Lee May finds that she is changing. Something's different. She is more bloodthirsty. Oh, I she thought she has... was going like, to want to kiss girls or she was going to like really love golden well... girl episodes. <gasps> yes. Well, we're getting there. So okay, I'm so excited. She's feeling more bloodthirsty. She's feeling different. The good guys come to her, including Shujinko. Her old bell, and he says, Hey, we need your help. We need you to fight with us now that you're trained to defeat Onaga. And she's like, Cool, cool, cool. I will help you defeat Onaga. The only thing is, and this is canon, I really want to fuck Onaga now. <laughs> yes! Yes! Wait, yes! Yeah. This is the energy I love. I love when. Yes, okay. Yeah. I love now, when someone's two modes are like fight and fuck. Yeah, okay. I'm in. Yes. That's where she's at. And uh, to just paint a clear picture, Onaga is like a 12-foot-tall dragon man. Yeah. Who uh, just has gigantic, like, thick arms and legs. Yeah. And tiny little hands and uh, tiny little fingers. Um, and Sexy. Okay. Uh, yeah. He can get a lot done with those little tiny yeah, dragon fingers. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> um and i will say because uh and i'll call him out now former guest of the show and my best friend walter holman uh has sent me this fan art i can tell you right now that if you would like to you can find some extremely explicit art of the dragon king onaga just going to town on lime and i'm going to if you think i'm not gonna yeah. google this you're out of your mind I know for a fact. That I'm yeah. kind of doing it right now. I'm probably going to spell. Yeah, I think is, that's for the is best. Is it L-E-E May? It's L-I. It's not like oh, Lily Sobieski. It's like Jet Li. Yeah, so it's L-I and then M-E-I. Two words. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. okay. If you searched Lee May Onaga fucking, you'd probably just, that'd probably be the straightest line to what you're looking for. I'm on the images. Um, I'm on Google images. Oh. oh. You're seeing it? Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing a lot. He, yeah. he like has, I said, it's detailed. He is okay, and I'm on Lee May's side. He's hot. He's not not hot. You think the Dragon Konaga has sex appeal? Yeah. What yeah. Is it? He's like he's enormous, and he's got like his little outfit on, his little fighter outfit on, and he's just got like a strength vibe. But like <laughs> he's got a bloodthirsty vibe. He's like he's not gonna talk to you after you have sex with him, but he's gonna have good sex it's gonna with be you. Good. Yeah, like you're gonna yeah, have a really yeah. good time. Okay, well, well argued. Uh, and so I guess I'm curious, like, what you're feeling. So she like she wants to fuck Onaga, um, but in the end, what she winds up doing is she she does help her friends uh, beat him to death. Um, Whoops. Which again, like, I don't know if there's like a little army hammer vibes to it. If it's like that's part of it for her. Um, is the violence or if I can't have sex with somebody, I think the next best thing is to be like, I would like you to die. So, okay. Right. You to know? just take them out of the picture. So you don't have yeah, to it's like, be anyone, missing out on it. 
Right. It's like, let's just mentally imagine that you're dead. But she took it a step further and she actually did kill them. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't have any other better choices for her. She lives in a shit ass world. (laughs) You know, there's an army going on. She's been in and out of another soul. Like, you can't fuck this guy. Okay. Your friends are asking you to kill him. You do it. Yeah. Now, I will say, before I continue Lee May's story, um, the ending of that game where she's dealing with the fucker fight energy against Onaga. So, like, the way that fighting games work is you can usually play, like, a, some form of a story mode these days. Okay. Where you just get, like, here's the canon story of this game. Here's, like, what happens in Mortal Kombat 11. Alternately, you can pick a fighter and just do, like, ten fights in a row and in Mortal Kombat, it'll usually give you, like, a fun little what-if. So, like, the premise of this game was Onaga's trying to take over the world. So you could pick a different character and play, fight, like, ten or so different people. And then it would tell you, like, here's what would happen if, you know, this character fought Onaga at the end. Here's what would happen if this character defeated Onaga. Here's what would happen if Onaga won. Lee Mei's ending is straight up, like... And these endings are usually not considered canon. They're more like a fun what-if situation. Lee Mays was fully like, she shows up with her friends to fight Onaga, then immediately turns on them, murders all of her friends, and becomes the dragon queen and becomes Onaga's queen. (laughs) I love that. I actually like that even more. I think that's nice. I think it's sometimes you have to leave your friends behind and go get dick, and that happens. And your friends Mm -hmm. get it. Her friends would have gotten it. I think, in a way, I think her friends would have gotten it. I think they would have been like, okay, I am going to die, but girl, you got good dick. You think, like, with their dying breath, they would have been like, I'm happy for I you. I will tell you that if one of my friends killed me but to, in order to get really good dick, if I was stopping them and they were like, mm. I got to go get good dick, I do think I'd be happy for them in my dying breath. Like, I think I'd be like, oh, yeah, good for you, girl. Good job. It's becoming harder and harder to believe that you've never been part of an actual deadly alliance. I'm just putting that out there. The more the more you say about yourself. And I'm not going like, to put that on the air. I'm not going to put it on the air if I am. Sure, of course, of course. It's it's like we've established. It's fun to leave a little bit of a mystery. Yeah, absolutely. It's essential. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Salime has defeated the person she wanted to bang the most. Canon. She did defeat Onaga, um, and she's trying to go back to just like living her life in the village, but also like you know having this kind of more bloodthirsty, sort of sexy part of her that's still alive. And then uh, her old friends reach out to her with some startling news. They say, hey, Lee May, we're hitting you up because you've been so helpful in the past with, um, you know, unseating warlords that have tried to take over all the realms. Um, We're reaching out because there's this whole prophecy that foretold that uh, a pyramid would rise in the realm of Edenia and a great battle would happen at the base of that pyramid. And one victor in this battle would rise above the fray and take on the power of the one being and have the power to reshape or destroy reality as we know it. And um, all of the bad guys in history are going to be there, including Onaga, who's back from the dead. Um, And also all of us good guys are going there to try to like fight and just see like, you know, can we stop a bad person from ruling the realms? One of us is, we're all going to die except for one person. So like, do you want to come fight in this battle? Okay. That's a good, of course, Lee like, yeah, she's like, I'll be there. Well, she's like, oh, like, you said Onaga's back? Yeah, exactly. He's like, Onaga's back. It's like, okay, yeah, like, I'm going, and I'm going to, like, look good. Mm-hmm. She's like, is Onaga going to be at the at the party? He's going to be there? Okay. Yeah, and everyone's like, no, we're drinking. 
yeah, she's everyone's like, we're drinking poison at the party. And she's like, okay, still gonna go. <laughs> Gotta see my crush. Yeah, she wants, she just wants to see her big old dragon crush. That happens. And, Relatable. Uh, yes, exactly. So Lime, she shows up at the battle. She stands with the forces of light against the forces of darkness. She sees Onaga on the other side of that battlefield. The warriors run at each other. And uh, Li Mei is the very first to die. Someone just jams a spear through her gut and she's what dead. What the fuck? What? Yeah. Wait. No. That's it. My Reality check. Like queen. I said before, she's a very minor oh, character in the world of fuck. Mortal Kombat. So I as, so as deep and rich and emotional as she is, she's she's a blip. Did someone not resurrect her? Like huge spear jammed through her gut, her body lifted into the air on the spear and just fucking flung into the distance, dead. I mean, sometimes Gone. that's what it feels like when you see your crush. You know, mm-hmm. this yeah. is so fucked. He probably didn't even notice. No, he probably didn't. He probably kept fighting. He's a little fuck boy. Everyone mm-hmm. with abs like his is a fuck boy. So, and she didn't even get a. <laughs> I'm so stressed out for her. She didn't even get a fucking one time. Like, her friends could have been like, look, girl, go suck and fuck one night. We'll kill him tomorrow. But, like, don't say anything. Just, like, one night. (sighs) These are not good friends. These are not good friends. She needs to get new Mm -mm. friends. I agree. Wow. Unfortunately, she never had the opportunity to because she fully died. First to die. Done. Gone. Okay. Is there, like, more lore coming? Can she come back? There's a like, little bit more. So here's how she comes back. Oh, thank God. Someone did win that battle. There was one person who took on the power of the one being. Unfortunately, that person was Shao Kahn, the like, awful oh, dude, the, the god emperor of Outworld. But Earth's god, the guy that protects Earth, um, right. in, a, in a brief moment to try to stop, uh, yeah, everybody loves Raiden, to stop uh, Shao Kahn, he had one one option left, which was he sends a message back in time to his younger self to tell his younger self to do the things that would have to happen to stop Shao Kahn from eventually being the guy that does win that battle. Um, unfortunately, the message that he sends back to young Raiden is really confusing. It's just he must win. Um, so it like creates a butterfly effect situation, like in the motion picture, the butterfly effect. Correct. Yes. Um, yeah. Where events kind of just go differently in this new timeline. Um, with us, the viewers having the fun of knowing what happened in the other timeline. So we are watching it as kind of like a remix, but to them, it's like, this is the only timeline. So Lee May does appear in this new timeline, but she doesn't really do much of anything. So in this timeline, Onaga is never resurrected. So Li Mei is, and the Deadly Alliance never forms. So Li Mei is never put into the body of a cursed soldier. Um, instead, what happens is Raiden in this timeline, he does get his shit together and he takes Shao Kahn out like way earlier in the timeline than had ever happened before. And so because of that, Outworld is thrown into a power vacuum in a different way than it happened in the past. And in this timeline, Li Mei is enjoying her time in her village until a big civil war erupts in Outworld between the general of Shao Kahn's army and Shao Kahn's daughter, both of whom feel they deserve to rule Outworld. Okay. And so Li Mei's role is very minor in that she uh, 
escapes Outworld with a bunch of other refugees to Earthrealm, where um, Earth's like, I guess it's the American military, kind of takes her into uh, custody to protect her and the other Outworlders. Of course, not for free. They interrogate her about what's going on at the Outworld Civil War. And um, ultimately, she does give them some information that helps to kill that timeline's version of Quan Chi. So without her really realizing it, in this timeline, she lived a much more peaceful life and in a roundabout way, got revenge on the person who had sort of ruined her life in the first timeline. Okay, but is this new timeline where she's resurrected and living a peaceful life, is that what really happened ultimately? Okay, so ultimately, Mm -hmm. okay. That said, Uh at the end of the most recent game, both of the timelines were erased and a new timeline was starting all over again. Okay. So um, anything can happen for Lee May, but bright side... The new person who's in charge of making the new timeline is one of her allies from all of those battles. So hopefully he'll do right by her. But maybe he's going to cock block her again. And I don't need that. Yeah, she probably won't get to fuck the Dragon King Onaga because he probably won't come back. (sighs) Onaga, actually, I will say, here's something you won't like. Oh, I'm ready. Onaga in that timeline... Um, was going to be resurrected in a very different way. He was going to be put into the body of one of those uh, four-armed dr- half-dragon oh, guys. Oh, no. So he would have become an insect. Yeah. No, because that's... No, 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 no. She probably wouldn't want to fuck No, you would, No, that's like when you see your crush years later and they're like, no offense, but they're like, you know, they, they've let themselves go. And you're like, mm, <laughs> no. I, I did see it, but no. Ugh, yeah. wow. Lee May's never going to get a fuck. I mean, she probably had had sex before. It's just think? not really mentioned not explicitly. Not with Onaga. I mean, she's an adult woman. She's in But she's busy. Where... She's been busy, like a, building like a soul cycle. True, true, yeah. Temple, and like, that's a lot of work. Oh, man, I'm that's stressed true. for her. I want her to yeah. get laid. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's like, it's a reasonable hope for Lee May. We don't really know what else happened for her in that timeline, so okay. maybe she did. I'm going to hold out maybe hope she that did she did. On. I hope that she got like medium good dick and she was just like, in. well, I mean, I guess if you like, if she's that thirsty why, for Onaga. Why not shoot for the stars? Yeah. If she's that thirsty for Onaga, she maybe she's had, had some experiences before and maybe she like knew what she was waiting for. Maybe. Yeah. I hope. She just knew what she wanted more in this instance. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I have hope for her. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'll keep you apprised because I'm going to guess that you will not be playing Mortal Kombat 12. But I if can't it is make made characters that, that Lee May Bones, I will I'll let you know. Yeah, I can't, I can't. I can't even play. Animal Crossing was confusing for me. Like, I couldn't do mm. that. So, like, there's no, yeah. there's no way. Like, I can't play, like, <laughs> Candy Crush, you know? I've, yeah, I haven't, no, it wouldn't work, yeah. No, there's no way. And yeah, I love yeah. Lee May. I hope she has a great life. But And I am going to worry about her. Well, Are there any other warning characters? I'd like to see more Lee May. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, okay. Kano, the guy that was... Um, that initially was meant to be, like, the slave master of Lee May's village. He is of super smarmy, like, gross, like... Uh, sort of, like, hunky trash dude. 
I love Who's all about him. boning. Okay. Yeah. There's a movie star named Johnny Cash who cut, or sorry, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cage, um, who is one of the Mortal Kombat fighters, and he's always horned up. Um, okay, I he like. He does this. eventually bear children with uh, another character named Sonia Blade. So confirmed to have fucked at least once. Um, ditto okay. for another guy, Jax. He has a daughter. Um, I need a, yeah. a video game world that is mostly mm. fucking with a little fighting kind of the opposite of mortal Kombat. yeah like uh, taking um, a lot of what mortal Kombat laid down and just flipping it and being like mostly horny you'd probably like uh there's like a whole genre of of games where you just like seduce people so you'd probably enjoy like i probably would those games i think i do i think yeah. i could make it work but honestly i'm happy for the people of mortal Kombat that are horny it seems like some stuff's happening for them definitely definitely i mean you know, i'm sure they get very hung up and distracted by all the fighting but stuff's happening I for them that for sure. is kind of the hard part is you've got this job that's very violent and aggressive and mm-hmm. it's easy to get caught up in that when you really just want to be jerking it or getting that's laid true. that's true yeah well, that's one. it for lee may's story there's <laughs> i'm sure they take either and i'm sure they all were i mean there are characters who are monks so i would imagine that they were oh they were jerking J&O. it yeah, 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 for sure. Constantly. Um, that is it for Lee May and for the horny canon characters of Mortal Kombat. But there is one segment left in the show, and that segment is called "Choose Your Destiny," in which I ask you, Sophia, now that you're aware of the many realms and 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 beings of Mortal Kombat, if Sophia Benoit were in the world of Mortal Kombat, who would you be? What would you be? Okay, well, I was gonna who would say your fighting style. Be who are your allies? Yeah. My fighting style is probably just, like, kind of just chaos. Just, like, as mm-hmm. throwing everything at the board. Lots of chaos. Not much forethought. Even though normally in my real life I, I have a lot of forethought. I think in fighting, I think I just kind of do everything. Yeah. Um, you fit right in in chaos realm where there are no rules. Okay, yeah. That's that's the vibe for me. I, yeah. I already love where they're headed. I love that story for mm-hmm. them. Um, I yeah. think... If I had to pick a character that I heard about today, it would be the Johnny Cage, the movie star character who seems horny. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good beginning point for my fighting. Is so you'd be like a movie star in chaos realm. Mm-hmm. For sure, He's all horned up, all horned up, mm-hmm. but fighting about it. You know, clearly. Yeah. I can't deal with Lee. Lee May is too sad for me. She's making me sad, and I can't think about it. Sure. Onaga's kind of cool, but. And I would love to have the, that body, but again, kind of a stressful existence. You're dying. You're coming back. You're dying. You're coming back. It, that sounds exhausting. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of a Chaos Realm movie star who uh, channels their sexual energy into combat. Um, it does beg an interesting question, which is like, Chaos Realm is a world where literally everything is opposite day style. Mm. Um, so I'm curious what even a movie is. You know, in the chaos realm. Like, what is a movie star? Is it the least famous person in the world? And you'll have to find that Cause out. Because opposite... Di- yeah. I like that. I think that's that's pretty tight. I think it would be nice. I think it'd be a nice time. It also begs the question, what's horniness in that realm? Like, are you turned off? Sure. Yeah, you're actually turned off all the time. Oh, dear. I've gotten myself into too much. It's a conundrum. Yeah. It is. It's, oh, a, it's, a, it's a whole rabbit hole. 
Um, and I take comfort in knowing that I'm sure you're, you'll be Google image searching the rest of the evening. Oh, absolutely. Um, if you think I'm not looking yeah. at Mortal Kombat porn, you're out of your mind. Oh, you will find plenty. I'm sure. <laughs> find a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Sophia, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is an absolute pleasure. Um, if people want more Sophia Benoit, which of course they will, where can they find it? So they can find me on Twitter at, at one follower, no dad, the number one, then follower, no dad. That's also my website. Um, and they can find all the links for stuff from there. Um, but I have a newsletter called Here's the Thing where I give advice to people. And I have a book coming out this July called, Well, This is Exhausting. So they can pre-order from my Twitter. Exciting. What's the book about? It's a series of humorous essays that's kind of a memoir-ish. I'm excited. I hope the uh, pit biting situation is in the book. You'll Readers, you'll just have to wait till July to find out. <laughs> Great. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Sophia. Thank you so I much for having fun. me. Yeah. And thank you, listeners, for listening. And as always, finish him.